0: All right, yes, we're here, we're live, awesome. What is up, Calvary students? We're back, yeah. We are back after I don't know how long, but we are back in person and we're better than ever and, and we're here, I'm so excited. It makes me so happy to see y'all's beautiful faces even though they're behind a mask. I, I still believe that they're beautiful no matter what other people say, but, um, I, I'm so excited. Shout out to everybody who's watching online. Yes, thank you so much for joining. We're so glad you're still here with us. You're still part of the family no matter what, and we're gonna continue to grow together and, and uh, edify one another as one church, as one body, as Calvary, amen? And by the way, if I say amen, feel free to come back like, yeah, amen. I love that kind of stuff. That's, that's, that's what I'm all about. Yeah, see Pastor Chaz over there like, oh, I like this, amen. Yes. <sighs> okay, all right, I let that out, I was excited. 2020 is gone, 2021 is here. And a lot of the times though, we, we do think that 20, you know, when a new year comes 2021, we think brand new year, brand new me, brand new everything, forget 2020. And, and I don't mean to, to depress you from the very beginning or to discourage you, but the reality is, is that yeah, 2020 was so hard for, for so many people, including myself and a lot of our friends and family. And sometimes we get caught up in this idea that 2021 is gonna be so much different, but in reality, we're still hurting. There are still things going on from 2020 that have bled over to 2021. And I'm not trying to, you know, make you sad or anything, but I'm just trying to get us into the reality of what it is, okay? We're here, yes, praise God, but there's still COVID. We're still losing people. There's still things that we don't understand why it's happening. But don't worry, there's hope, okay? There's going to be some good news at the end of it. I promise you're already like, oh my gosh, we came the first night on Wednesday, and he's talking about like all these bad things that are going to happen in 2021. No, I'm not going to do that, okay? I'm just telling you that me personally, along with some of my other friends, have seen that 2021 isn't so great so far, you know, I'll, I'll be transparent with you. We lost a friend recently uh, to sickness. It wasn't even COVID a young guy. Awesome. Great love Jesus. When I think of this person, I think automatically he loved Jesus. And why did he go so young? So 2021 wasn't such a great start for a lot of people and this person impacted a lot of people and it can be overwhelming. Sometimes have you guys ever felt overwhelmed before? Well, wow, we have a bunch of liars in here. We have a bunch of liars and sinners. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not kidding, but <laughs> yes. Thank you. It's honest. Yeah, I've been overwhelmed. Yes, I know for a fact everybody in this room has been overwhelmed, whether it be by their parents. Yeah, ma, déjame. me. Yeah, leave me alone. Oh, you get on my nerves. I'm trying to go to class, but really you're playing like online or Like League of Legends or whatever, (laughs) you're not even in your class. You're just signed in, and your screen is black, or you have like a picture of you smiling, and they think you're there, but you're not. Um, Yeah, like all every single one of us has been overwhelmed. That's the series that we're in this this uh, semester. The first series is called Overwhelmed, and this series I'm praying and I'm hoping that it's going to help us consider anxiety, depression, the hard times, but in a biblical way, from a biblical perspective. And that we would be able to be equipped or, or prepared, given the tools, to how to get help, right? How to, how to seek help during these times of, of struggle, struggles and, and uncertainties. And we're going to be in Psalms 130. So you can open up your Bibles or your tablets, your phones, to Psalms chapter 130. We actually started a series last, or we did a series in the fall called The Psalms, right? And and we love The Psalms. And just a, a little recap The Psalms was in the Old Testament, right? So if if you don't know, the Bible is two large sections, the New Testament and the Old Testament, and the Psalms is found in the Old Testament. And we talked about how there were a lot of different writers for the Psalms. There were like songs as well, poems, things that people wrote from their heart, things that they were going through. And this is no different, Psalm 130. It's from the Old Testament. And, And this is a Psalm, really a song that they would sing uh, during festival celebrations as they would climb like this hill. And it was kind of like a reminder of God's goodness and faithfulness in the lives of the people of, of Israel, Okay, God's chosen people. And so we'll be in Psalms 130. I'm going to read it, and then we'll dive right into it. Verse 1 through 8, it says this. Out of the depths I call to you, Lord, Lord, listen to my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for help. Lord, if you kept an account of iniquities or bad things, Lord, who could stand? But with you, there is forgiveness so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord. I wait and put my hope in his word. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord for there is faithful love with the Lord and with him is redemption in abundance, and he will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. Let me pray. Father Jesus, we thank you so much that you've allowed us to come here, Father, and I pray that as we enter into your word, as we look for what you have in store for us, Jesus, that you would give us hearts that, that would just be sensitive, hearts that are willing to listen and receive what it is that you have for us this, this evening, this semester, this year, for our lives, Jesus, that we would go to your word and know that it's true and know that this word father is alive and it's able to correct us in every single way and it's able to guide us and help us in every single way it's in your name we pray and everybody said amen yeah there you go so i gotta be straightforward with you one of my biggest fears uh in life is the ocean Okay, I am terrified, and I might have shared this with you before, but I am terrified of the ocean. I actually have a video, I think, if, if it shows why I'm so terrified of it. If it's up there, it should be there, I think, I hope, I pray. Yeah, While thousands That's of adventure <laughs> seekers climb Mount Everest every year, only four people have ever descended to the That's why I'm scared of it. You see, bad things happen. <laughs> bad things happen when you look at the ocean. Okay. No, I'm kidding. No, but, but, but seriously, I saw this video earlier where, where this guy goes to like 35,000 feet deep and I'm freaking out in my seat and I'm in my living room and I'm like breathing, but I felt like I couldn't even breathe. I am terrified of, they found like some weird animals down there that like slithered and whatnot. They found like, uh, like they even found trash, which was kind of sad to think, but the ocean is so scary to me. Uh, And but when I think about the ocean and the deepness of it and how dark it is, I can't help but to also reflect in my own life where, yeah, I'm not in the middle of the ocean, but there have been seasons in my life where I've been in this dark place of loneliness, of uncertainty where I couldn't even breathe, filled with fear and anxiety and depressed it reminds me of that when I think of the ocean, and, and I don't know what to do sometimes. I have no idea where to go to, where to look to sometimes when I'm stuck in this rut, and that's why we're talking about this, because 2021, we may already be facing trials where we're in darkness and already not knowing what to do. But I'd rather start off right off the bat saying, hey, we're all gonna struggle, than to pretend and lie to you and say 2021 is gonna be a year where everything's gonna be awesome. No, it's not. But there's hope. But there is hope. And point number one is simply this we ought to acknowledge where we are. Acknowledge where we are, especially when you know that you're in a dark, Place. Verse one, out of the depths I call to you, Lord. Out of the depths, out of the deepest, darkest place that I am, I cry out to you. The psalmist is in despair, crying out for help. But not only, and I want you to notice this, not only is he acknowledging that he's in this dark place, but he's also making it known to everyone. Whoever wrote this must have known, like, man, people are going to know what I'm writing, and it's okay. I'm going to tell them I was in this dark place. And so my question is, where are you today? Where are you? Are you in a great place? Praise God if you are. Are you in an okay place? Or are you in this darkest, most toughest season of your life? Because for a lot of people, they still are. A lot of people are still dealing with the loss of family, still dealing with with financial issues, parents that are stressed out over, how am I gonna provide for you? How am I gonna get my kids the things that they need to succeed? Yet, by God's grace, they're faithful, and they have brought you right now sitting in these chairs because they know that the biggest thing that they can do and provide for you it's to send you to a place that will edify you and build you up with other believers that are going through the same things or have gone through the same things. Where are you today? And I know it's hard to admit sometimes that, that you're in a dark place. Okay? It can be embarrassing. It can be uh, like something that, that your pride doesn't want to let you do. But it's important that we don't ignore the signs of our emotions. It's easy to ignore those things because we don't think it's a big deal sometimes. But the more we ignore things, the worse things can get. The more that we ignore things, the worse things can get. So I, I'm going to be super transparent with you, as I always am. I have a scale next to uh, the door in my restroom. Okay. So before I even go to the restroom, I look at that scale. I don't get on it. Um, why do you laugh? I don't understand. No, <laughs> there is a scale there, but I just pretend it's not there and I walk right by it. I walk right by it because I know I'm not gonna like what I'm gonna see. I know for a fact I am not gonna like that it's gonna tell me, yo, go for a run. Like it tells me that. No, I'm kidding. That'd be awesome though. Like that would be like super <laughs> advanced. You know what? Don't steal that idea. I'm gonna invent it actually. But, but yeah, I, I ignore it, but we can't do that. We understand, I know that if I continue to ignore what's on the scale, if I continue to ignore that I need to go and be healthier, I may continue to be unhealthy and it may get worse. Right now, I may just be needing to lose a few pounds, which I don't think so, but, uh, what? (laughs) I may be needing to lose a few pounds, but then it can turn into, oh my goodness, you have diabetes oh my goodness, you need to start taking insulin. Oh my goodness, we need to amputate an arm. It can get worse. And point number two is simple. We need to acknowledge that we need help. Acknowledge that we need help. I need help, y'all. I need it. But, and trust me, it's so easy to ignore. But the thing is that the same way that I ignore the scale, Sometimes I believe wholeheartedly that we do the same thing when we look at God. You see, we ignore God sometimes or maybe we do ignore him but we like to hide what we have because we know that if we go before God, he's going to reveal the weight that's on your shoulders of the burden that you are carrying that you know you can't carry. We ignore God because we're scared. That he's going to reveal to us what we already know. And that is that we are hurting and broken and we have this weight on our shoulders that we cannot carry. But the thing is, is that we need to be reminded that the weight that we carry is not meant for us to carry. That while God reveals what is going on in between us, it's because he sent Jesus that already took that weight when he died on the cross. We need to be real with ourselves. We come before God in humility and understanding that we need help, like the psalmist. God, I cry to you from the depths of the sea or the depths of where I am. Listen to my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for help. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to stand before God embarrassed ashamed of the weight that you have but God is saying that weight I've already taken care of it give it to me because my son Jesus died on the cross for that weight so that you don't have to carry that burden and as we put our weight onto God we understand that we're putting our hope in his word We put our hope or your hope in his word. That's point number three. Verse five says, I wait for the Lord. I wait and put my hope in his word. As you put hope, as you put your hope in his word, you also put your hope in him. You see, in the book of John, uh, this is something that I think is so cool. It says that the word became flesh. The word became flesh and it dwelled among us, which means that Jesus is the living proof that we can trust God's word. Why? Because Jesus was the flesh of the word and he was the promised Messiah that was to be sent to save us all. He fulfilled the promise and he will continue to fulfill the promise of sustaining us through all circumstances. That's why we can put our hope in his word. I wait for the Lord. I wait and put my hope in his word because his word stands true and nothing can go against it. And lastly, very quickly, as we do that, we receive redemption. Verse 7 says, Israel, put your hope in the Lord for there is faithful love with the Lord and with him is redemption in abundance redemption it's kind of a fancy word right it's kind of a big word theological word but redemption is simply saving okay saving us from where we are where we were or where we are currently and redeeming us why for his glory because he loves us cuz he cares for us Because if he didn't, he wouldn't have sent his son for us. And so I challenge you that as you live out your life, that when the times of darkness fall upon you, that you will pray this psalm. You read it together with your family, with your friends. And remember that the God that we serve is a God who is for us and not against us that we are to acknowledge where we are at this moment in our lives, that we are to acknowledge that we need help, that we put our hope in his word and that we remember that there is redemption. Now, it's been a long time since we've come together, but one of the biggest blessings that we have as a ministry here with Calvary students is that I don't have to stand up here and preach for a whole hour. It's that you get to go into community groups With leaders who are older than you, that are in college, who love you, and where you can go and break down what we just talked about in the most simplest form, through talking, through conversation. And so for the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to be doing that, and and we'll be discussing in our C groups what it's like right, to live with hope in Jesus amidst where we are in darkness and what 2021 can look like as we put our hope in him. Let me pray for us. Calvary, Jesus, thank you so much because you've given us this hope that is found in you, Father, and we know that 2021 may not be the prettiest thing. 2021 will still have its troubles. It will still have the times where we are in the deepest, darkest places. Father, we know that depression and anxiety is a real thing. It's a real attack from the enemy. We know that as our minds are so young, they are also willing and ready to learn from you, Jesus. We pray that you renew our minds and prep us as the enemy continues to attack but we have our hope that is found in you to battle that, Jesus. I pray that in our C groups right now, we would have meaningful discussions that would lead us to you. It's your name we pray, and everybody said, amen. Yeah.